We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you, Jay, and we are delighted and blessed that you have tuned in today. For today is a very special broadcast titled, The New Birth. Now, such a discussion alone makes it special because it's from the Word of God. But we have another reason that this is a special broadcast. More on that in a moment, but first, we appreciate you listening today, and we'd like for you to take a moment and go like and follow the International Gospel Hour at Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at our underscore gospel. You may keep up with our latest works and where the International Gospel Hour is in your area. Keep up with us at the International Gospel Hour on social media. We look forward to hearing from you. And now, a special broadcast. It was 1934 and a new piece of communication was still in its young years called the radio. It was then from station KTHS in Hot Springs, Arkansas, that V.E. Howard began preaching on the radio. And that is how the, as it was called then, the Gospel Hour had its beginning. Before I ever knew that the International Gospel Hour would be in my future as its speaker, a copy of Brother V.E. Howard's book titled, 35 Years Are You Listening, came in my possession, and I absolutely treasure this book. It was through this book that we are blessed here at the International Gospel Hour to have transcripts of lessons Brother Howard prepared and delivered. Finding these are an absolute treasure to me. So today, in memory of my brother and creator of the International Gospel Hour, I am honored to deliver a lesson from Brother V.E. Howard titled, The New Birth. Let's turn back the clock as we consider this study from John chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Brother Howard began by saying, My friends, the new birth is a profound subject. Christ declared to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except one be born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except one be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, Ye must be born again. Jesus, our Lord, declared that one must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. This new birth is as essential to entering the kingdom of God as is the natural birth to entering into the family of man. Hardly had Nicodemus finished his words of hope and assurance when Jesus spoke a truth that destroyed the very foundation of his religion. Jesus declared, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This declaration was beyond the understanding of Nicodemus. As a Jew, he had entered the family and nation of God by natural birth. The Jews expected the kingdom to be a worldly kingdom, consequently they would claim membership in it by reason of their natural birth. 
Jesus obviously knew this, therefore, the reason for this immediate and mighty declaration of truth, ye must be born again. Wonder and amazement seized upon this ruler of the Jews, and confused in mind he asked, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into his mother's womb a second time and be born? The only birth relating to the kingdom of God that Nicodemus could comprehend was that of the natural birth, and this new doctrine taught by Christ, whom he hath acknowledged to be a teacher from God, struck from under him the very foundation of his religion. By this teaching he was denied membership in the kingdom of God, although he was a Jew, unless he be born again. Seeing the confusion and amazement of Nicodemus, Jesus replied in more definite language, easier to be understood. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except one be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born again, therefore, is to be born of water and the Spirit. Beloved, many people today are just as much confused regarding the matter as was Nicodemus. They do not understand the new birth. The Word of God plainly instructs us as to what constitutes the new birth. One cannot be in the kingdom of God unless he has been born again. Jesus said, Ye must be born again. As certain as Christ is the Son of God, one must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. The new birth is one birth, not two, one birth of water and one birth of the Spirit. It is a birth of water and the Spirit. These are two essentials in the birth, but it is only one birth. There are two essentials in natural birth, one the begetting, two the birth. The same is true in the spiritual birth of which Jesus spoke. In the new birth, one of these essentials is the Spirit, and the other is the water. In the natural birth, one is ascribed to the father, while the other is ascribed to the mother. When a child is born into a family, he was begotten by the father and born of the mother. In the spiritual birth, that is, the new birth, one is begotten by the Spirit and born of the water. In 1 John 5, verses 6 through 8, it is revealed, And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three who bear witness, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. The Spirit is the truth, the Apostle declared. In what sense is the Spirit the truth? To answer this question, we must know what the truth is. The answer is found in John 17:17. 17, 17. In the prayer of our Lord to God, He said, Sanctify them in truth, Thy word is truth. The word of God, therefore, is the truth. Furthermore, the Spirit is the truth, the word of God, in that it gives life to the word. The Holy Spirit uses the truth, the word of God, for the begetting of a soul into the family of God. Now, since one is begotten of the Spirit, he is begotten of the word of God, which is the seed of the kingdom, Luke 8:11. To Christ, Peter declared, Thou hast the words of eternal life, John 6:68. 6, Ladies and gentlemen, hear me. Are you listening? The Spirit to the Word of God, the seed of the kingdom, is the same thing that life is to a grain of corn. Life is contained in the seed. 
We do not see the life in the grain of corn, but we know that life is there and God put it there. We are told that today some chemical laboratories have been able to perfect a grain of corn so nearly like a real grain of corn that even chemists cannot distinguish between them and the laboratory. But there is a very definite way to tell the difference. Plant them and see the difference. Chemists may make something that looks like a grain of corn, but they cannot put life into the seed. Should one plant a man-made grain of corn, it would stay in the ground and rot without reproduction because there is no life in man-made substance. In the God-made grain of corn, there is life. Life to the grain is the same thing that the Spirit is to the Word of God. Jesus said, It is the Spirit that gives life. The words that I have spoken unto you are spirit and are life. Also, read James 1.18. It must be concluded that since one is begotten or born of the Spirit, he is begotten of the Word of God. He is begotten by the Spirit through the Word of God. This fact is affirmed by the Apostle Paul in his writing to the church at Corinth. In 1 Corinthians 4.15, For though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I begat you through the gospel. The Christians at Corinth, those who had been born again, were begotten through the gospel, the truth. But the Spirit is the truth, therefore they were begotten by the Spirit through the Word, which is the seed of the kingdom. Not only were they begotten by the Spirit, but they were born of water, as revealed in Acts 18, verse 8. They were baptized. As further evidence of the fact that men are begotten by the Spirit through the Word of God when they are born again, I refer you to another text of inspiration, 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. The Apostle declares, Seeing you have purified your souls in your obedience to the truth, having been begotten again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God, which liveth and abideth. Certain inevitable facts are deducted from this statement of inspiration. Number one, the apostle was writing to those whose souls had been purified. Number two, their souls were purified through their obedience to the truth. Number three, they were begotten again. Number four, that by which they were begotten was the truth, the word of God, the incorruptible seed. Certainly, beyond any doubt or question, these facts must force us to the very definite conclusion that these people, to whom Peter wrote this epistle, had been born again. They were begotten by the Spirit through the Word of God, which was the first essential to the new birth. Having learned that the begetting by the Spirit through the truth is the first essential to the new birth, let us determine from the Scriptures what constitutes the birth, the second essential to the new birth. Remember, Jesus said, except one be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does it mean to be born of water? Friends, there is no doubt about it. To be born of water is to be baptized into Christ, buried with Him in water and born of water. It is amazing how that men sometimes pervert the word of the Lord. In order to defend the human theory of salvation by faith only, which denies that baptism is essential to salvation, some religious teachers have stated that water does not mean water in this divine statement of Christ. Some would say water means spirit. Just one question. If water means spirit, then why didn't Christ say spirit? 
Would it not be rather absurd to accuse our Lord of seeing, except one be born of spirit and the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of God? Who would suggest that water is the same thing as spirit? Anyone who can read and count should know better. John names them and counts them when he said, For there are three which bear witness, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. Water is as essentially related to salvation as are the spirit and the blood. They are inseparable. One plus one plus one equals three. Though they agree, there are one, two, three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. Obviously, the water and the Spirit are not the same. Bible scholars in general agreement that water in this scripture refers to baptism, while Spirit refers to the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. When one says that Christ was so mixed up that he didn't mean water when he said water, such is an attempt to deny that being born of water in John 3 verse 5 refers to water baptism. Most eminent Bible scholars are in agreement that born of water in John 3 5 refers to water baptism. Albert Barnes said, By water here is evidently signified baptism. Thus the word is used in Ephesians 5:26, Titus 3, verse 5. J.W. Wilmarth said, Baptism and renewal by the Spirit are the conditions of true citizenship in the kingdom of God on earth. Timothy Dwight, a Yale College president, said, To be born of water, as here intended, is, in my view, to be baptized. Baptism in water is to be born of water. The Spirit by which one is begotten instructs one through the Word to be baptized into Christ, where remission of sins is obtained by virtue of the blood of Christ. Acts 2, verse 38, Acts 22, verse 16, Galatians 3, verse 27. Water has no relationship to the kingdom of Christ other than water baptism. Therefore, water, in John 3, 5, can refer only to water baptism. Christ declared that one must be baptized in water to be born again, John 3, 5. The penitent believer is baptized into Christ. Galatians 3, 27 says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. In Romans 6 and verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into His death? It must be remembered that the blood of Christ was shed in His death. Therefore, to obtain remission of sins by the blood of Christ, one must be baptized into His death. Without the blood of Christ, there is no remission of sins. Ephesians 1.7, Hebrews 9.22 When one is born of water, baptized into Christ, he is a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The new birth, therefore, enables one to walk in newness of life, Romans 6, 3-6. My friends, I say, are you listening? The new life does not begin apart from the new birth when one is born of water, baptized into Christ. Let us observe some Bible examples of those who were born again. 
In 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 15, we have already learned that the Christians at Corinth, those who were in the kingdom of Christ, were begotten through the gospel preached by Paul. In Acts 18 and verse 8, it is recorded, And many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were baptized. The Corinthians heard the gospel. They believed it, and they obeyed it. They were baptized. They were begotten by the Spirit through the gospel, and were born of water, the very thing that Jesus told Nicodemus one must do to enter the kingdom of God. When Paul preached the gospel to them, begetting them by the Spirit, he preached the commands of Christ, which included baptism and water, as essential to salvation. We know this is true, because he preached the gospel. And when Christ gave the command to preach the gospel, he said in Mark 16:15 and 16, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Corinthians heard, believed, and were baptized. They were born of water and the Spirit. According to 1 Peter 1, 22-24, the Pentecostians were born again. Of them, Peter wrote, seeing you have purified your souls in your obedience to the truth, having been begotten again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God. There is no mistake about it. Peter declared that these people to whom he had written this letter had been born again, having been begotten by the Spirit through the word of God. We have a record giving the details of the conversion of these people to whom Peter wrote this letter. The record is found in Acts chapter 2, verses 5 through 42. Verses 9 through 11 identify the same people as those of 1 Peter 1, verse 1, who the apostle said had been born again. They were begotten by the Spirit through the word preached by Peter, and they were born of water when they obeyed the command of God given by the apostle. In verse 38, the apostle commanded, Repent ye, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, unto the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The new birth necessitates a burial in water. When the man of Ethiopia was baptized, born of water, the Bible says they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him, Acts eight thirty-seven through 39 This man was born again, born of water and the Spirit. Baptism is a burial. In Romans 6, 3 and 4, the apostle declared, Or are you ignorant that all we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him through baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we might walk in newness of life. In this text, the apostle states that baptism is a burial. We are buried with Christ in baptism and raised to walk the new life. Notice, the new life begins when one is baptized and raised from the burial of water, that is, born of water. It would have been impossible to be born of water and not be buried in water. It is impossible to be born of something and that which is born be larger than that from which it was born. Some time ago, it was reported that a very young child, some 12 years of age, gave birth to twin babies. As incredible as this may seem, it happened. But one thing is definitely known. Without question, the mother, though but a child, could not have been smaller than the babies, 
and the babies have been born of the mother. It is impossible for one to be born of water with a few drops poured upon his head or sprinkled upon his body. To be born of water, therefore, one must be buried in water, concealed in water, and brought forth from the water. This is a new birth. It is the birth of the spirit of man, not the body. The natural birth is a birth of the body. Man's carnal body is not born into the kingdom. Christ declared from John 3, 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. The spirit of a man dwells in his body until death. A person's body is buried in water in baptism, but it is the soul that is born again. It would be useless to baptize a dead body, a human body in which there was no spirit. This would not be the new birth. Who is to be born again? Obviously those who need to be born again. Those who need to be born again are they who are separated from God by reason of their sins and transgressions. The Apostle Peter declared that man is begotten or born again of incorruptible seed, the Word of God. 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. Which is evidence that the soul that is born again is taught to obey the Lord. Acts 2, 36 through 38. Dear friends, let us pause and ask, Would you love to study more of the new birth that we've been discussing? The International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Call us toll-free at 1-855-444-6988. That's 1-855-444-6988. And leave us your name, address, and say, please send me the Bible course. You may also go to internationalgospelhour.com, click on the contact tab, and leave us the same information, your name, address, and just simply type, please send me the Bible course. And now, let's conclude our thoughts today. In the natural birth, we receive the image of our natural parents. In the spiritual birth, one bears the image of the second Adam, Christ. Paul declared that one is buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Colossians 2.12 and Colossians 3.1 The apostle concludes that your life is hid with Christ in God, having put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Colossians 3.3 and verse 10 In the natural birth we have become partakers of the human nature. In the spiritual birth, one becomes a partaker of the divine nature. The Apostle Peter wrote, According to his divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. Ladies and gentlemen, are you listening? A Christian should bear the image of Christ. As a partaker of the divine nature of the Lord, he should live more like Christ each day. The Christian is admonished in Colossians 3, beginning with verse 5. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness which is idolatry. 
For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in which you also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. As long as the Christian remains in close fellowship with Christ, he does conform to the life characterized by Paul in this inspired exhortation because he is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Beloved, if one is a child of God, he has been born again. If he has not been born again, he is not a child of God. I am not unmindful of the fact that some religious leaders declare that the kingdom of Christ has not yet been established, that it is yet in the future to be established when Christ returns. If this theory were true, then there is not a born-again child of God on earth today. It is a false theory. To be born again is to be in the kingdom. To be in the kingdom is to have been born again. Paul declared that those who were delivered out of the power of darkness were translated into the kingdom of the Son of His love, Colossians 1.13. When Christ comes again, it will not be to establish His kingdom that souls may be born again, born into the kingdom. When He comes, He shall deliver the kingdom, His faithful, born-again subjects to God the Father. That will be the end, not the beginning of the kingdom on earth. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24. How thankful we are that we could pause, turn back the clock, and listen to these words by the late V.E. Howard with strength of biblical base and clarity in proclaiming the truth. I am so glad that you joined me today that we could honor and remember our brother V.E. Howard, who spoke on the International Gospel Hour beginning in 1934 as the Gospel Hour and concluded his work in 1995. We're going to continue the International Gospel Hour as we press onward right here each and every time we come together. And I'm thankful that you have joined me today. Let's continue our studies together. And I'm Jeff Archie. And until next time, friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh